Friends and listeners, welcome and mahalo for joining us here on the outskirts of high strangeness where you will find the Navina City Limits. We are a podcast that will, every month, explore tales of the weird, the open-minded, irreverent, and authorities on absolutely nothing. That's us. <laughs> if you followed us over from our last incarnation as All Night with the Living Geeks, thanks for sticking with us. And if you're new in town, welcome. Thanks for joining us at Phenomena City Limits. I want to start uh, our very first episode here by giving big thanks to the Tikiaki Orchestra for letting us use their music for our intro and outro. You can check them out over at tikiakiorchestra.com and please support them and buy their music. I am your host, Taylor, and across the table from me today is my brother, Seb. Seb, are you, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We've, we've entered a new city. <laughs> we've crossed we the have. city limits. This is pretty exciting. I know we've we've rebranded, but we still have some uh, some some of our strange same strangeness from the past. So most definitely, part of that is obviously my my inability to speak. I'd, <laughs> I'd written all the intro and outro stuff out, and I hadn't really practiced it at all. So already tonight, <laughs> I am tripping over my tongue, which is par for the course if you're familiar with us. <laughs> uh. Uh, how, how, how has your January been? You know, it's, it's been okay. It's, um, uh, you know, got some storms coming in, rolling in these days. Um, yeah. Uh, detoxing from all the Christmas sugar and chocolate and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. How about yourself? Um, it's, it's been a busy month. It's, it's, you know, there's been some challenges, but there's also been some good times. Mm-hmm. Got out to the coast last weekend or no, uh, not last weekend, weekend before last. Sorry. Mm. Um, How was and, that? and had a good time. Oh, it's nice. It's always nice to get to the coast. We like to do kind of like a, a New Year's trip, you know, not necessarily like on New Year's Day, because a lot of our favorite places are still closed mm. for the for the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, but as close as we can get it. And, you know, the weather kind of played with us a little bit, but it, it staved off. And, you know, in the theme of, um, you know, our uh, our rebrand and our, our awesome new music and stuff, I was very stoked to uh, uh, go to a neat little restaurant on the Santa Cruz Wharf called the Mackay. Mm. Uh, didn't have lunch there. We actually had, had lunch already at a different place, but they have tiki mugs. Oh, nice. They are, they're, they're, they are a tiki bar and a tiki restaurant, and they have some very cool mugs. And so I picked up uh, a really uh, neat mug kind of a skeleton surfer awesome mug yeah it's very cool and you know i have to give a shout out to uh, a good friend of ours i would say friend of the show olaf phillips mm. um he does a radio show on actual terrestrial radio mm. um up in the sonora california area he does um um oh my gosh i'm trying to remember the the name of it i've got it here on my podcast player because he also does release the episodes um, oh, it's the Enigma Hour oh. with Captain Tiki. And so <laughs> as much as I'd like to sit here and be like, hey, we're the first paranormal show to sit here and have, you know, Tiki themed music mm-hmm. uh, as our intro and outro music. Uh, he has it playing all show long. Oh, my gosh. In the background. Wow. Old Martin Denny and Les Baxter tunes and okay. stuff like that. So um, I, you know, props. I guess they the weird and 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 exotica go hand in hand. Fascinating. I love it. Yes, yes. And for our very first story, our very first uh, episode is one that I actually had wanted to do uh, last Halloween Ooh. on our old show because it really is kind of spooky, um, and it just 
wasn't one that we had enough time to kind of like really pull together. And I said, okay, no, 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 we're going to hold off on it. Mm. And then it was like, you know what? This is going to make a great first episode. And no joke, folks, there is some very high strangeness Mm -hmm. going on. And so we are starting our run as Phenomena City Limits with the bizarre tale of a man named Gary Sudbrink. In 1993, he was a 27-year-old Air Force captain stationed in San Antonio, Texas. And without announcing his intent, he traveled back to visit his parents in Long Island, New York in early February of that year. And, And Seb, I love the fact that you went and you did the research to go, yep, he definitely held a commission rank. Yeah. He was definitely a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't wasn't faking that. Yeah, real dude. Real dude. Yep. And he's he's done some interviews. We listened to a few of those as part of our research. Um and if you're looking just at Gary's story, um, it definitely is very weird. Mm. Um but it gets weirder and that's that's the best part. That is like he tells story of um being on his no no i'm sorry at the airport getting ready for his flight remember this is all pre 9 11 stuff so so catching a flight was a much different experience and he comes across a stranger who like like asks his full name and asks some really odd questions he's jotting stuff down in a notebook mm-hmm. right now anybody does that today and you're like oh, okay i'm going to go find airport security you wait here i'll be right back <laughs> Um, but he kind of just, he kind of just chalks it up to just maybe somebody who's being a little weird or doing some market research or something. Mm. And then he gets on the plane mm-hmm. and somebody else sits down, like somebody who's not supposed to be in that seat. Mm. Like everybody's boarding and basically starts asking him kind of the same questions and jotting stuff down, which is really weird. Because then obviously like the, the flight attendant comes along and is like, um, sir, you're not that's not your seat. Uh-huh. You need to move, right? Scoots over a seat because it's one of the three seat rows, I guess, and starts asking more questions, <laughs> right? Until the actual occupant of that seat comes along and is like, dude, get out of my seat. <laughs> now, at this point, Gary's feeling kind of paranoid, right. and rightly so, oh, yeah. right? He's not exactly sure what's going on. He thinks maybe these guys are like, hey, let's figure out where this guy lives, Mm -hmm. right? Sudbrink is not a terribly common sounding name. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out where he lives and go like break into his apartment and steal stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So he literally, once he gets to long Island calls his landlord. Right. And is like, Hey, would you keep an eye on my place? Like, I just got this weird feeling. Yep. Um, so that's weird. And I, if I'm not mistaken, when he was back in San Antonio, like a big old, like, black helicopter like landed in a field near his house mm-hmm. yep. and like totally in full view and was one of those things where it's like he saw a neighbor he's like he must have seen this mm-hmm. and i think for whatever reason he doesn't go over and ask him it's like hey did you literally see this just happen he just kind of assumes that mm-hmm. um so he's got a bunch of weirdness already kind of going on so whether this is some sort of like project camellio like let's mess with his head kind of thing mm. or, or something else. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes and visits his family. Okay. Heads out to heads out to long Island, visits his family. It is the 8th of February. Okay. And now I had first kind of read about this story, um, on a website called normalparanormal.org. Okay. Right. This is, this is like the original like link that I had in a folder where I was like, Ooh, 
I want to do this story. Mm. Right. And I was like, oh, man, I want to make sure we've got the audio for this episode. Mm -hmm. And um, so obviously I'll put the link to the site in the show notes so everybody can check it out. Um, And they link to a SoundCloud account. Okay. Right. So I was like, oh, well, shoot, I'll go. I've got some software. I'll go download the files off Mm -hmm. SoundCloud Mm -hmm. and, you know, Liggity Split. I'll have the no problem. So the really strange thing about this is they're embedded on this page. You click the link to go view it on SoundCloud, and this account has no files posted. That's so weird. So it just occurred to me that, like, maybe you could set some files as, like, private and not viewable, but then I wouldn't think you could, like, embed them. Right, right. On a website, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was very strange to me that they kind of like were there, but not there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I need to record this audio right now. (laughs) So, so we have it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the great things about this topic you chose for tonight, because there's, uh, for so many of the paranormal stories we talk about, maybe there's, you know, books that have been written about it or some fuzzy photos, but this has some really creepy audio to listen to, which it does really kind of stopped me in my tracks when I listened to it for the first time. Cause I hadn't heard this story before you brought it to my attention. So yeah. 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 So I, I, I will highly recommend ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this at home to uh, make sure it's nighttime, <laughs> uh, turn off the lights uh, and, and turn up the episode. Um, and I believe as well, before I play this first call that, um, Gary has a brother named uh, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And so I guess at one point, I think Stephen was, if I'm, oh, I, you know what? I should have written this down. I was so focused on the calls and research beyond, above and beyond that. So if I misspeak this, I apologize. But I do believe that Stephen was on the way to his wedding. Yeah, it was a wedding. Um, And he passes a car that is the same make and model and i believe year of the car that gary has back in texas uh-huh. and from steven's point of view he looks over and there's gary behind the wheel yeah right when he's not actually in new york at that time right right and and this other gary fake gary faux gary if you want to sound french you know kind of pulls some goofy faces at him <laughs> And then, and then the cars, you know, they, they, they drive apart from each other. Yeah. Um, and, and Stephen tells Gary this and Gary's like that, yeah, that wasn't me. That's really kind of freaky. Totally. Totally. Weird. Right. So there's, there's this whole thread of weirdness kind of leading up to this. So, so now here it is right at mom and dad's place on Long Island. Mm-hmm. It's 1030 at night. Yeah. The, the 8th of February, 1993. I'm like a junior in high school at this point, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about like, Oh, what was I doing in 93? Um, and this would have been great to do a year ago when this was 30 years ago, but now we're looking at 31 years mm. ago. That's okay. And so through the magic of, um, old analog, <laughs> um, uh, uh, answering machines, mm-hmm. we have four separate calls from a rather unusual, um, I don't know, creature. Mystery man, Person? yeah. Mystery man, yes. Mystery voice. So here we go. Let's listen to the first call. Yes. I'll tell you who it is. Hello? Yeah. Do you want to speak to him? Gary's son, Frank. Yeah, who's this? Steven, are you playing games with me or what? Huh? 
Stephen, if you're playing games, I'm going to kick your ass. So how long are you going to be back from Texas? Huh? You were being impersonated by the other voice. Yeah, this is you, Stephen. You idiot. You're pissing me off, jerk. I'm going to get you one. Let's see what it says. Review. One new call out of area. Is Stephen out of the area? How long are you going to be back from Texas? Wait, say that again? You were being impersonated by the other voice. Wait, hold on. Is Stephen out of the calling area or what? What do you mean you don't know? He's in Queens. I don't know who the fuck. Hello? Hello? There's Gary's son, Frank, in there. Who is this? Sounds like a freaking robot. Hello? How long are you going to be back from Texas? What was that again, sir? Oh, be quiet, huh? Sorry, would you see that again? Hello? Being impersonated by what voice? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah, what is your question? I'll answer it. So how long were you going to be back from Texas? How long? You were being impersonated by the other voice. Right. What am I coming back? Is that your question? Okay, there was a break. Hold on. You want to know when I'm coming back to Texas? Oh, is that your question? So how long are you going to be back from Texas? How long am I going to be back from Texas? That question doesn't make any sense. Okay. I'll be coming back eventually. Um, I can't tell you when. You should know that question, the answer to the question, because you seem to know more about me than I do. You know what I'm saying? Are you an intergalactic uh, person? Are you an, a space alien? Sounds like he hung up. I can't believe this. It's He hung up, Gary. Yeah. See if he comes back. All right, I'll hang up. That, when you really kind of just let yourself listen to it, it's really creepy. Like, I got the chills, just you're being impersonated by the other voice. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. See, this is why I wanted to do this for, like, Halloween. This is just mm-hmm. creepy as. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if I, well, one, this probably wouldn't happen to me because if I don't recognize a phone number, I simply don't answer it. I just am sorry. <laughs> this, this is this is such a 90s issue. Uh, Although, if I had anything even close to that, like on a voicemail, mm. I would I would probably lose my mind. Oh, I'd be gosh. very freaked out. Very freaked out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's go back and, and take a look at this because we've got this voice um, who, honestly, even though it was, what, probably 10 years before the movie of the Mothman Prophecies came out, mm. sounds a lot like the injured cold voice mm-hmm. that you get in that movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, asking for Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, and asks, it, it is an awkward sounding question. How long are you going to be back from Texas? Mm. Which he ultimately thinks, when are you coming back to Texas? Yeah, right. Right? And, and a lot of other people kind of like interpret it that way. And it's like, well, no, it's like, how long are you going to be on Long Island? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long are you going to be back here, presumably, mm. from Texas? Mm-hmm. Right. Simple prepositions, people. It's not art. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole impersonated by the other voice, this coming on the heels of this whole like other Gary driving the same car thing. Mm-hmm. 
very disconcerting. Mm-hmm. And if if that had been it, like it would have been like, okay, this is a really creepy call. Uh-huh. And then Dad pipes up, "Are you an intergalactic person?" Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, I mean, it's like it's it's like his dad might have said, might as well have said, you know, "Are you a euphonon?" Yeah, I'm like, oh, wait, what's the story on Dad here? Yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about his dad just a little bit because i mean we we do have other calls to listen to but um and our show notes are really long this month here we go Mm -hmm. um so it turns out Mm -hmm. that gary's dad correct me if i'm wrong here uh because you you did a good bit of digging on this and i appreciate it so much Mm -hmm. um gary's dad had a ufo sighting after the collapse of a 300 foot radio telescope in green bank west virginia back in november of 88 yeah so um in you know in doing research for tonight's episode i listened to some of the other podcasts you linked mm-hmm. to um one of them at least one of them had an interview with gary like a modern day interview with him you know decades later um and he was talking a little bit about his his dad and i think his uncle who mm-hmm. i think they were both um uh new york city firefighters kind of something like that okay um and i think he also talked about how his his dad or his uncle they were kind of um members of a local ufo club um had a ufo site in themselves in west virginia and that might made my ears prick up because <laughs> same. You know, West Virginia, that's 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 Mothman country, that's John Keel country, you know? Indrid Cole, Woodrow Derenberger. Um and it sounds like uh Gary's father and uncle uh went out now of course the Mothman sightings, that's like nineteen sixty six in West mm-hmm. Virginia. Mm-hmm. So right. apparently if if I understood the the interview correctly, Gary's dad uh went out uh, to West Virginia, another part of West Virginia, around 19, November 1988, when a enormous radio telescope collapsed. It was a huge uh, metal structure, and it was a 300-foot radio telescope in Green Bank, West Virginia. It collapsed. Um, now, that's hundreds of miles away from Point Pleasant. Um, uh, but it's 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 kind of interesting because his dad had a UFO sighting. Um, also, it's, it's kind of neat because the Green Bank Observatory was home to Project Ozma. This is kind of a weird footnote. It was yeah. the first known scientific attempt to search for alien life in space. And it was run by, of all people, the famous Dr. Frank Drake back in 1960. And this is, of course, the guy who came up with the Drake equation, where he tried to kind of postulate, like, you know, what are the things we would need to know to kind of try to get a good ballpark estimate of the number of intelligent civilizations that are out there. In the right. World, you know? so, now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Green Bake also in the national radio quiet zone something like that yeah it's it's a part of the country where um i guess they intentionally try to keep it pretty free of radio signals and sort of um, cell signals cell signals that. stuff yeah. that could cause false positives for astronomical observations so interesting so it's interesting yeah it's interesting that you know here's gary having this you know patently bizarre episode and his dad, too, has some not only interest in the phenomena, but his own experiences as well. You know, um, it's a family affair, as we like to say. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Like my ears totally pricked up mm. when I heard West Virginia. Yeah. And and you're right. I mean, I, I feel like there needs to be. Um, oh, my gosh. What was it? Marlboro. They had like, you know, it's Marlboro country. Mm. We need to have like a shirt. For West Virginia, it's <laughs> key, it's 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 Keel country. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Um, 
So, and and you know me, I love invoking the secret cipher of the Euphonauts every chance that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I tossed um, both Green Bank and Project Ozma okay. into the cipher. I tossed other stuff in, but we'll 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 hit that as we go. So Green Bank has a value of one thirty one. Okay. Um, calling forth, mm. interesting because of the radio telescope. Uh, come forth, convey it. Mm. Right. Um, oddly enough, Exorcist. Ooh. I know, a little weird. A little weird. Um, forbidden mm-hmm. also equals one thirty one. Also half concealed. Mm. Half of the word shall be half known. Mm. Um, and then also equaling the same value as Green Bank mystical lord which is a weird one and universe that's interesting because what's a radio telescope doing it's looking at the universe you know exactly yeah exactly and and project ozma of course ozma being a reference to frank Baum's the wizard of oz Mm -hmm. um so project ozma has a value of 160 okay and so project ozma also equals uh an invisible okay uh it also equals i am unique hmm. uh it also equals i never knew i don't know it's it seemed it seemed meaningful at the time hmm. um it equals the very entertaining space kissing space kissing um which i think might have to be the alternate title of this month's episode <laughs> welcome to space kissing oh, um look it's 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 a reaching out it's a connection mm. it's an intergalactic connection space kissing <laughs> um continuing on with with the the reappearance of the word half uh project ozma mm. also equals the first half first half yeah um it strangely equals the house of god mm. uh it equals the magician yeah which I know is a tarot card, and I need to look up uh, some of the elements of the magician. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also equals these are fools mm-hmm. uh, and weave my spell. Wow, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me look really quick mm-hmm. at the magician. Okay. Um, so the magician is one tarot card, obviously filled with symbols. Let's lose. Don't give me a lot of pop ups. Um, uh, of course, the central figure depicts some with one hand pointing to the sky while the other hand points to the ground as if to say, as above, so below. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's got hellier vibes. Yeah. Um, it's a rather complicated phrase, but its summation is that Earth reflects heaven, the outer world reflects within, hmm. the microcosm reflects the macrocosm, Earth reflects God. Hmm. Um, I would actually go so far as to say potentially the phenomena reflects our own psyche. Mm, okay. Um, it also can be interpreted here that the magician symbolizes the ability to act as a go-between between the world above and the contemporary human world. Okay. So kind of interesting that we have this project that was done at this radio telescope mm. kind of acting as a go-between. Yeah, yeah. Between people who are trying to send signals or receive signals from outer space. I wish I knew more why about why the radio telescope collapsed and right and and more about the UFO sighting. Was the UFO sighted at the site of the wreckage? You know, was it in somehow inspecting it or involved in the collapse or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure, not sure. Mm. But let's let's travel back. Mm. To the 8th of February, okay. 1993. And so the first call was at 10.30. Now it's 11.10 p.m. Mm. 
Uh, and these crazy people are still awake. Mm-hmm. I would be asleep. I don't know. How does anybody stay awake till 11 o'clock? How do you do that? Forget about it. New York, the city Forget- that never sleeps. Uh, can, can, I, can I just say, with the, with the first call, I absolutely love... I love the absolute like New York response. Is this Steven? Are you pranking me? Know, right? I'm going to come over there and kick your ass. <laughs> That's great. If you keep this up, I swear to God. <laughs> Just hilarious. Uh, okay. You know, the, that's that's just the first response to it. It's not like, oh my God, what is this? I'm freaking out. It's like, hey, you, I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, you're right, right. You know? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so 11, 10 p.m., okay. right? Yeah. I'm sorry. If I'm getting a call from anybody anywhere at 11, 10 p.m., something is like horribly wrong. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's give this next one a listen. What is your question? Yes, uh, speaking. Yes. Can I answer any questions for you? Um, not back yet, no. Let me answer. First, you tell me where are you calling from? Yeah, why don't you tell me where you're calling from? What do you mean, who is this? You should know who it is. It's me, Gary. Uh, wait, let me, let me answer this question. Where are you calling from? Okay, I'll be back. Excuse me? I can't hear too well. Yeah, it is a full moon out. That's true. Could you identify yourself? Identify yourself. Why are you calling me? Excuse me? I cannot hear too well. Hold on, let me switch phones. Okay. Okay, hold on. Now, who are you? Keep an eye in the sky, he said. Keep an eye in the sky? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, say that, repeat that again. Please repeat. Okay. Near Orion. Holy macro. Tonight or guess on when? The full moon. They Repeat. Okay, repeat last word. I'm hearing static. He hung up. Hello? And the mystery deepens. Mm. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, this this one gets even weirder mm-hmm. as it's not just asking, is he there? Mm-hmm. Although, interestingly enough, we do get the voice asking, are you back from Texas? Mm-hmm. And then goes back to how long are you going to be back from Texas? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's, ooh, I'm just, the, the number of things, you know, when, when you, when you've kind of like looked into the phenomena enough, you, you can draw connections and inspiration from so many places, you know, like there's this whole idea that, that, for like say ultra terrestrials if we're going to stick with the keelian mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, term time is simply different mm-hmm. on the super spectrum um and so it 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 may be one of those things where you know time cycles are just different mm-hmm. and so it's it's trying to trying to figure out where gary is in time mm. right now um but the fact, you know, I I want to check something just real quick here. Yeah. That just occurred to me. Um, just the words back from Texas. Mm, okay. Right? Because that is unique to both those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, has a value of 178. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to real quickly kind of scan through art continuous. Okay. Um, let's see. 
compliment, as in, like, not a, you look so nice today, mm-hmm. but like, you know, a compliment uh, to something. Uh, double wanted one. Mm. Um, uh, each for himself, feast for life, find new symbols. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. From the skies. Oh, Ooh. dude. That's a good one. Okay, back from Texas, from the skies, we get the second coal, a whole thing Mm. about keeping your eyes on the skies, near Orion, Orion. at the full moon, Mm -hmm. see double of you. That's the part that really freaks me out, man. That's the part that really gets me. The cipher gave you see double of you? No. Wait, okay. No, no, that's just one of the things that the voice said. Oh, 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 I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway... Um, from the skies yeah um so let's see in the circle uh-huh. um ooh, kill and torture yike um just really quickly kind of scanning through here um of my rapture mm. secret key of mm. um the comment interesting uh oh oh Back from Texas equals one seventy eight okay. equals the whole of the law. Oh, that's a that's a that's a very um, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, but then oh and and oh oh. What do you got? Okay, okay, okay. So, um, the results that we get on naequery.com. Okay. Um, shout out Chad Milburn who designed the site. Um, will also give you uh, instances where like a page number pops up next to uh, uh, um, a cipher okay. result. So back from Texas equals 178 equals the whole of the law 41. Hey. Now, do you remember when we did our three episode sprint on Hellier mm. that 41 came up as Bo as let's see, what was it? Doug, uh-huh. Ohio, oh. Pan, yeah, Pan, Loki, mm-hmm. and Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah, it was a very rich yield. Um, a very, very rich yield, yes. Uh, and, and with gusto, as Alan Greenfield says. Mm. Um, so here's the other funny thing. Mm. Back from Texas equals 178 equals the whole of the law also equals thelemites. Oh, geez. The fact that thelemites and the whole of the law have the same cipher value yeah. is very interesting. It is interesting, yeah. Um so let's see what else does it equal there is an end there is death there is none Hmm. um let's see i think i think that's the bulk of the interesting ones um also i'm going to bring up cw because i did not remember to cipher that earlier anyway what i find really kind of funny Hmm. about the second call is dad really wants to talk to the voice (laughs) i i would have loved to hear what he would have asked him right right because he's just like let me talk to him yeah he's into it he's into it like, oh he's very into it yeah um and so i'm wondering because you you can kind of hear it in this call and you hear it more in the next one when we get to it um is that the voice is kind of fading out or running down mm-hmm. in some ways and and i have to wonder um, you know, we talked, I think it was in our episode, um, oh my gosh, with Corton. Mm-hmm. Messages you from, know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and oh my god, I can't remember his name now, I feel so bad. Um, anyway, um, and there, there was talk of, 
kind of like potentially like a parallel solar system. Mm-hmm. So when, when you have, you know, the Space Brothers talking about being from Venus or, you know, Jupiter or whatever. Yeah. You know, they are. They're just not from the one that we see in the sky. Mm, okay. They're from kind of a parallel one. So I, I and and I, and I feel like there's there are times and there are places where that kind of multiversal alignment mm-hmm. kind of clicks and things are loud and vibrant. And then there's times where it's a little out of phase, mm-hmm. and you kind of. You know, you don't hear people quite clear, quite clearly, or they seem slower, they seem faster, mm-hmm. or they seem like they're fading out. And I don't know. Maybe this is one of those situations. Yeah, it's 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 a great point. I mean, even Gary himself, in some of the you know later podcast interviews he's done, has made the connection between his experience in 1993 and the experiences of John Keel, who we've mentioned tonight. Um, you know, you were talking about um, you know. A mixed up sense of timeline, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Keel in Mothman Prophecies, he writes that these um, ultra terrestrials, quote, really did not know who or what he was. He was a prisoner of our time frame. He often confused the past with the future. I gathered mm-hmm. that he and all his fellow entities found themselves transported backwards and forwards involuntarily, playing out their little games because they were programmed to do so, living or existing only so long as they could feed off the energy and minds of memes and contactees. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we apply that to maybe this voice, mm-hmm. you know, I could totally... I feel like you could argue the case for... You know, this being um, an ultra terrestrial mm. kind of feeding off that that energy, that that weirdness. Yeah, and definitely the um, the point you made a really good point about like the low energy speech that we're getting from mm-hmm. the caller. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that that's a very similar to a lot of Men in Black accounts. You know, either a mechanical sounding voice or a low energy voice. Although, to be honest, you know, if I called someone probably at 1130 at night, I probably would sound kind of low energy. So <laughs> same, same. <laughs> but that's um, for sure. I mean, and, and I know that we've, um, you know, one of the possible explanations for the men in black um, is that it is it is a manifestation of the phenomena itself trying right. to discredit contactees so Mm -hmm. as to remain mysterious remain enigmatic right exactly so it's not exactly a technical human being um but it's kind of interesting because you know if this is that case it's a men in black entity for lack of a better phrase like how Mm -hmm. how like how great is it that there's an audio recording? Like sometimes you see online, oh, somebody's got a photo of a man in black or something like that. And it's like a right. fuzzy guy. It's like, you know, don't show me what they look like. I want to hear what they talk about because that's like where the action is. Because there's exactly their speech patterns and what they say is the weirdest part of that whole thing. I mean, some people yeah. think they look weird and that might be true. I don't know. But it's the it's the speech, which is kind of the, the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, and even then, um, you know, there's even some Keelian parallels between like, like our, our fake Gary Mm. Mm -hmm. and, and our actual Gary. Do you want to, do you want to tell a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah. In, in, um, now I can't remember if Keel lived on Long Island, but he definitely spent a lot of time there, at least in the sixties, according to his Mm -hmm. book, The Mothman Prophecies. Um, and, uh, at one point he's talking about, um, a friend of his guy named Donald Estrella and, uh, interesting because I believe Estrella is 
the Spanish word for star. For star, right? Yeah, Dan- yeah. Good old okay. Go good old Danny Star. Um, good old Danny Star. Donnie Star. Donnie, Donnie, Donnie star. star. Excuse me, Donnie Star. Um, sounds like a Vegas act, doesn't it? It does. Um, so yeah, Keel talks about this guy Donald, and he says he accompanied me on one of my trips to West Virginia in 1967 when Don saw all the bizarre things I was investigating. You know, Mothman type stuff. Mm-hmm. He, Don, told me about three unrelated events that had happened to him over the span of several years. Experience had taught me that paranormal events are often interlaced with puzzling yet seemingly normal things like strange phone calls. Uh Had he ever received any odd calls? There was one thing, he said slowly. About five years ago, I took a train out to see a friend of mine on Long Island. And when I got there, he accused me of playing a hoax on him. He said he'd received a phone call about half an hour before I arrived. A voice that sounded very distant had said, Hello, Don. My friend told him that I hadn't arrived yet. So that, when I saw that, and I'm listening to these calls tonight, I mean, that was... Not only is it like they're both happening on Long Island, but here you have a situation where somebody's traveling to meet up with somebody else, kind of like Gary's traveling up to meet up with his family or his brother Stephen with this wedding. And basically there's these mysterious phone calls. There's somebody impersonating somebody else before they've even arrived, you know? So that sounds like that weird sighting in the car kind of thing. And and that kind of creeped me out because that's so close to what, it sounds like this guy, Don, like I wish Don and Gary could get together and talk about this because it sounds like they're both kind of experiencing similar situation, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I seem to remember, isn't there a story about John Keel, like uh, um, stopping oh, gosh, yeah. know, somewhere and he needed to, he needed to get a room for the night. Yeah, that's, I mean. Um, and there was already a reservation waiting for him. Yeah, that's, that's the craziest, I mean. When I read the Mothman Prophecies book for the first time, there's a lot of high strangeness in this book. But the part that stuck out to me as the creepiest is this part. Um, he, uh, Keel writes, On July 22nd, more than 1,000 people were killed in an earthquake in Turkey, 100 miles southeast of Istanbul. The night before the quake, there were a rash of telephone hoaxes throughout the northeast. These calls consisted of two people talking indistinctly for the most part, but certain names were clearly audible. These calls were part of a broader nationwide pattern which had successfully disrupted, even destroyed, many local UFO groups. Oh, weird. I was now receiving many messages phrased in biblical terms. Some came from unknown elderly ladies who phoned me late at night, claiming to be for Western Union. Then they would read long Bible quotations that were supposedly telegrams, but Western Union disavowed any knowledge of these messages. I had hooked up a tape recorder to my own phone so that I could keep track of all these things. Quote, If it is the days before darkness, said a message received on July 23rd, behold, there will be voices, thunder and earthquakes and disturbances upon the earth. And at their cry, all nations shall fight one against another and fear shall fall upon the earth and the sky shall be darkened. So this kind of, at this point, John Keel's kind of creeped out, right? So he goes on to say, I rented a car, loaded it with flashlights, candles, food, and bottled water, and drove out to the Mount Misery area, which is on Long Island, Mm -hmm. to await the blackout. On that way, I stopped to see one of my contactees, and he informed me that a spaceman had just been uh, to see him and left a silly message. Quote, tell John we'll meet him later and help him drink all the water, unquote. The contactee had no idea that I had several quarts of sipping water in the trunk of the car. Near Mount Misery, I picked out a motel at random, I, th- mm-hmm. I thought. The motel clerk asked to see my identification. Very unusual. Quote, 
We've got a lot of messages here for you, Mr. Keel, she said, pulling out a sheaf of message slips. I started to protest since I had not even known I was going to stay at the motel until minutes before. The messages were all nonsensical, meant only to prove once more that my movements were being anticipated. Ooh. That's so wild. Ooh, and that and that whole segment, like, so resonated with me for tonight's episode because, mm-hmm. again, it's happening on Long Island. There's weird phone calls going on with some you know, uh, indistinct uh, discussions. It's not very clear to hear what people are saying, right? Um, there are phone calls being made to people with who belong to UFO groups. I think Gary's dad belonged to a UFO group on Long Island, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, Keel apparently tried to record the phone calls, kind of like how Gary recorded the phone calls. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, you know, there's uh weird messages being left by supposed spacemen um and it's just and it's also there's also kind of a um you know keel's going into a motel kind of like how gary's you know leaving his home in texas and going into i mean albeit not a motel but his family home but there's a transient kind of like liminal space there you know well yeah and the the fact that it it was an unannounced trip Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm to visit his family. John Keel did not, not announce to anyone that he was stopping at this motel. It's There's a parallel there. You know, I would even go so far as to argue that the um, the, the two people he encounters in the airport, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of fit that same kind of profile yeah. of, you know, just these, these weird contacts. I just on a whim, mm-hmm. I queried uh, Western Union. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, you know, is Western Union, the new international bankers or something, <laughs> has a value of 183. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I weave my spell. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, and let's see. There was another one I thought was really interesting. Um, must pass through, man refuse not. Uh, is it? <clears throat> Tell them this. Mm. Tell them this. Like a messenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. precisely um and then we get stuff like upon the earth worshipped me mm. um and the little world okay not to mention the equation huh yeah interesting so a couple of weird ones um i did want to look at c double of you mm. real quickly because this is not one that i remembered to throw in the notes and i still have some more of the notes to hit okay c double of you is 196 okay Okay. Um, Fairy of the Stars, hmm. uh, which is kind of an interesting one. Um, let's see. Make to establish, hmm. like establish contact. Um, every number, hmm. like literally the words every number, not like out of all the numbers, obviously. Yeah. Um, stand before you. Okay. Um, the perfect. Whoa. Ooh. The worshiper. Okay. Um, whose words are truth. Hmm. Interesting. Eh, partial, you know, sentence fragment, but there you go. Mm-hmm. So some interesting ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to look at a couple of other phrases from that because we've got Orion, mm-hmm. right, as our destination. Um, that has a value of 63. Okay. Um, we get above all ordeals azure. Okay. Blue. So we've had star references. Now we have blue. Yeah. Um, cast away, mm. not cast away <laughs> as one word, cast away. Um, we have is a fool. We have leave. We have my lord. 
We have no blood. Hmm. And of hells. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so we also have keep an eye on the skies. Mm. Right? Value of 306. Okay. There's a bigger one here. Um, for the servants of the star. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I like that one. Yep. I like that one, too. Um, hidden therein, the child. Hmm. Don't know who the child is. Um, may make severe the ordeals. Okay. So... Um, mightier than all the kings. Mm. Now here's a fun one. Rituals. Okay, bear with me because the the, the verb tense does not agree here. Mm. Taking it as a, as a phrase, rituals is in the secret. Mm. I would say rituals are in the secret, but you know, I'm a grammarian. Mm. Uh, snake that giveth knowledge. Oh wow! <laughs> now here's. I want to see how you react to this one. The cube in the circle. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And and lastly, the winged secret flame. Huh. Okay. Which has a little bit of kind of like weird Saint Germain vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're given a piece of information in the second call that we can kind of research to confirm or deny. Mm. Um, is that was there a full moon on or about the eighth or ninth of February in nineteen ninety three? Right, yeah. This was you know, basically at this point in the phone conversation we're getting you know, we're not getting like super full of sentences, but we're getting some information. Yeah. The caller says, keep an eye on the skies. He says, near Orion. He says, the full moon. So I'm sitting there, you know, researching for tonight's episode and I'm thinking, okay, you know, what if this is like one message? Like you're supposed to go outside at the full moon and look at the skies near Orion and you would see something. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, we there's got to be a way we can figure this out. So I, uh, according to our good friends at www.fullmoon.info. Hey, there you go. Um, the As far as I can tell, the closest full moon in Long Island to the, 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 the phone calls was at 6.55 p.m. on February 6, 1993. So that's a couple days earlier. So, okay, but, but it still probably looked pretty full. Right, so it's still pretty in the sky. Still pretty close. Um, okay, but technically, um, at the time of the phone call, the next like actual full moon wasn't due to happen until Monday, March eighth, nineteen ninety three, at four forty five a.m. Eastern. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, so we've got you know we've got around February 9th, but we've also got this March eighth time frame. And so then I'm thinking, okay, so I go online, and it, apparently, uh, according to our good friends uh, on the internet. Um, the constellation Orion, it's most visible in the evening sky from January to March. That, that, that matches up. Okay. Um, and then it also says that Orion is visible in the southwestern sky viewer in the northern hemisphere, which of course we are and they were. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, boom, if I was on Long Island, either around February 6th to February 9th, 1993, or on March 8th, 1993, and I looked in the southwest sky, what would I have seen? Um, what would, potentially, would I have seen any UFO sightings, right? Yeah. So then I'm thinking, okay, uh, there's a really great website run by the National UFO Reporting Center, and it's a really great resource. And one of the things I love about it is you can basically bring up almost any month and year, and it'll give you a list of different uh, reports of UFO sightings from around the globe on different days nice. during that month. Awesome. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to break the case wide open. I'm hoping that I'm going to find a UFO sighting that was sighted to the southwest of Long Island on either of those dates. And then, like, what I was really hoping for, this was, like, 
going to be like the home run. I was hoping for, because all these reports, they describe like what they saw, what shape the thing was or what color it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, what if they saw a UFO that was like the same shape as the UFO that Gary's dad saw? Because at one point, I think in the interview, he talks about the shape of the UFO his dad saw. And I'm thinking, okay. oh man, what if that? What if that's it? It's like the same craft, right? So basically, I go into the March 1993 records and the February 1993 records, and I hit absolute nothing goose egg nothing Uh, near long island nothing near the date of the full moon um there was a um uh, a ufo sighting very near long island very near a full moon later that year however okay uh, okay and that one was basically um I got the little printout here. Let's take a look and see what that talks about. So that was going to be uh, October 29th, 1993, in the area of Bedford and Mount Kisco, New York. Okay. Um, and it was it, it was a triangular-shaped object observed by two observers for about five minutes. Uh, they wrote, huge, totally silent triangular object glides overhead as we drive in our car for more than two miles. Very close range, red lights and yellow lights. Ooh, Okay. Hmm. And then um, uh, there was another one that was also close to Long Island in 1993, very close to another full moon. This was uh, 4th of July, actually. 4th of July, 1993. uh, In New York City. New York City, excuse me. Um, Lasted about 30 to 45 minutes. And uh, it was a gentleman, I believe, and he said, I could not sleep in the middle of the night, looked out the window and saw three round lights in the shape of a triangle as they silently approached my window. Hmm. Um, each then flying over the trees and stopping whenever they wanted. They would start and stop whenever they chose to. Um, it struck me that regardless of size, they didn't make any noise. Hmm. Uh, they just separated and started hovering almost like they were playing over the trees. And it was pretty weird to me, nonetheless, uh, without saying. Um, I also tried to check and see if maybe, like, there were any UFO sightings uh, at the time of the full moon in February, March 93, uh, back in San Antonio, Texas, where Gary's okay. Gary was based, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I struck out there, too. Um, hmm. So uh, I, w- I was really hoping that this was going to have more pay dirt, but um, it didn't pan out. But still, I wonder, you know, what, you know, maybe there was something in the skies visible that night that just nobody reported to this UFO group, I guess. I don't know. Very possibly. Yeah. Very possibly. Well, I tell you what, shall we move on then yes. to the third call, the final call from uh, February 8th. This is just a few minutes later, 11 uh, 38 p.m. Oh, no, I take that back. That's almost a half an hour later. Um, and so we've got uh, we've got the third call. Obviously, I would be feeling pretty on edge mm. at this point. Okay. Yeah, it's taking time from the talk. Who is this? Steven, I'm gonna, you're, this is not funny, you know. Brian, it's not Steven. What do you mean, Brian? I mean, uh, Gary. How do I know it's not Steven? It's not Steven. Hello? I had a uh, UFO experience in West Virginia, which you probably know, and I know that you're into uh, an intergalactic person. Can you speak a little louder, sir? Can you speak a little louder? Louder? Let me speak to him, Dad. I guess I don't know. What All right, I'll hang up so you can talk to me. He wants to talk to you. Okay. Hello, can I help you? Yes. Yes, that's me. Yes, could you please identify yourself? Identify. Yeah, I'm back. I'm in Texas right now. Oh, he asked me a question. No, I'm in New York right now. You know that. Why are you asking me such a question? Yes. Stephen, if this is you, I swear to God, I'm going to be pissed. Huh? 
I'm trying to listen to him. Who are? Excuse me. Okay. Uh, eventually, I'll be back from Texas. Uh, could you speak more? Please speak more. I guess it's not Stephen. I believe it because I'm getting static. Well, let me go on this phone because I can never hear on this phone. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Please speak. Hello. Okay. Should I go out right now? Right now? Okay, see, I'm not sure where Orion is now, but we'll go outside. It was show double from me. Repeat that again. So this one feels to me like, you know, that, that energy is, is waning. It's, he's so, fa- yeah. he, and it's, what's weird is like, you, you can, like I said, you really can tell that his dad wants to speak. Mm-hmm to him and the voice is like extra faint uh-huh. it's extra low power and then gary gets on the line and it picks up mm, mm. which I, I think is really kind of interesting yeah um and i'm trying to look back through the oh yeah so now it, the voice goes is gary sedbrink there and he goes yeah that's me and the voice fainter now here is gary sedbrink mm. it's like is the voice talking to someone else mm. that's the first i think the only time we get him not asking if someone's if he's there, mm. but saying here he is. Mm, mm. Um, and Gary even tries to go, yeah, I'm back in Texas, obviously. Mm. And then he goes, now I'm in New York. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's still, he's still, even at this point, it's like not freaking out. He still thinks he's being pranked. Well, you got to admit the caller's, you know, very polite, you know? I mean, yes. Yeah. Also really creepy sound. Very creepy, but very polite at the same time, right? You know, I suppose that's true. Hmm. Not saying, like, we've been trying to reach you about your car's (laughs) extended warranty. I know, right? Exactly. Um, Because that's what you get these days. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, or I get this weird, like, Chinese language, like, cold call sometimes, Mm. and I'm like, I, whatever delete mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. who knows i could have an ultra terrestrial trying to contact me in chinese <laughs> um but at this point in the calls i'm i'm it's almost starting to kind of feel like an estes session in a way oh interesting yeah like you know you you don't quite get like an instant answer to a question that you ask or um you don't I mean, I think about this in many Estes sessions I've seen is that you don't get just a straight answer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, full moon, Orion, but should we go out right now? Mm -hmm. Right? We're not getting the time element. We're getting the where. We're getting kind of the when, Mm -hmm. but full moons are cyclical. So it could be any number of a certain, you know, full moons. Right. Um, but yeah, and I don't know. I mean, do, do ultraterrestrials have trouble with prepositions? Maybe. Cause I, I think in the second call, let me go back and look real quick. I think in the second call, yes, it actually says show double of you. Huh. And then in call number three, it goes show double from you. Oh. And I'm not quite sure what to make of that. Yeah. I'm really not quite sure what to make of that. Um, so yeah. Now after what I imagine maybe probably wasn't the best night's sleep ever mm. right it's now the 9th of february mm. 1993 the entire day has gone by it's now 10 21 p.m mm. right it's very interesting that all these calls happen basically between 10 and midnight yeah 
So I don't know if there's something to that. Um, I know, you know, if you think about it at nighttime, when the sun is down, um, you know, I think about AM radio signals. I think about um, shortwave and stuff like that. Those signals will bounce off the ionosphere and travel further. Mm, mm. You know, maybe there is something about the sun being down and that that big ball of energy, mm-hmm. you know, not being there drowning out everything mm. that allows these signals to come through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something to think about. Mm. But here we go. Here we go. Here, here's our, our last uh, message from this series. And I, I think we even get a visit from Gary's uncle mm. at this point. Um, so we get we get both of the uh, UFO fanatics on this. So let's, let's get, listen to this one. Yes, this is me. Can I speak to you? Can I ask why you're... Yes, can I ask why you're calling? Can I please ask... Yes, this is. Yes, that is me. Say that again? Leave? I'm staying right here. Is this a joke or what? something. I've been listening to you, and I've had contacts with you. Government interference? You have? Please explain what type of interference. might be the creepiest one of all what do you make of that <laughs> right Oof. yeah I, and there's there's stuff in this one that man I, I i didn't even like think to cipher that i really probably should have mm. but it, it just it seems man i don't know this just seems like the most kind of like men in blackish kind of like blatantly contacty one right echoes of ominous government interference of some kind um Mm -hmm. i mean i I get the feeling over the course of the phone for all four calls i mean i mean i don't know how if you feel this way but the, the 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 sense i'm getting is that the the voice the caller whatever 
is trying to warn or help Gary in some way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I get the feeling that it's almost like he's saying, hey, listen, you know, that dude that your brother saw that wasn't really you, you're being impersonated, you know? Yeah. Um, There's something out there that's not you that's pretending, you know? Um, Yeah. So I get the feeling that this this entity, um, it, it wants... It's warning Gary, and somehow it has the special knowledge of what's going on in some way, but it's mm-hmm. not willing or able to articulate it very well. Yeah, and I feel like that can sometimes be an aspect of the phenomenon. Mm. Like, that it just, it like when it says we come to be within this planet, mm. mm-hmm. you know, um, does it just mean we come to be on, mm-hmm. right? Because you are within the atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Or is this again, like, you know, like I was saying, this this kind of parallel solar system within this planet in phase with, mm-hmm. you know, this planet? Um, it, it's I mean, really, it's impossible to say, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, to visit the many to be contacted as the same mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is classic contacteeism. Yeah. And, and this last call, there's like almost like a weird mechanical sounds going on in the background too yes yes there absolutely is and and we don't know what this kind of like worrying sound is is it is it is it a tape recorder Mm. is it you know there have been descriptions of ufos sounding you know like like there is a whirring sound Mm -hmm. um or high-pitched whine um or any number of things you know it's this guy could be calling an old crank telephone maybe Mm. he's (laughs) cranking the line (laughs) i don't know um but again we've got his uncle who is who's Mm. obviously the the other ufo fanatic Mm -hmm. uh in the family and he goes hey let me tell you something. <laughs> right. Let me tell you something, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Voice from Beyond. <laughs> I've been listening to you and I've had contacts with you. Um, which is interesting because now that's really making this, you know, a multi-generational contacty situation. Although, I mean, uncle says he's had contacts. All we know from dad's point of view is that he had a UFO sighting, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think we know that there has been a quote unquote contact Mm -hmm. for dad. Um, But regardless, you know, we, we, we've, we've got multi-generational UFO experiences. In fact, I don't know why it didn't occur to me after just doing an entire year worth of podcasting on stories from, old newsletters mm. would be to go into that big Swedish archive mm. and see if there is anything from Long Island. Oh yeah. Or with the name Sudbrink. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I w- that would be, yeah. I wish we knew the uncle's name. Cause it's like, is it a maternal uncle? You know, maybe he had a different name. Um, right. And, and, and now, you know, listening again to the, the recordings tonight, one thing that strikes me is uh, the caller, you know, the fact that he'll ask a question repeatedly several times, even though it's been answered, especially mm-hmm. the is Gary there part. Um, yeah. Part of me now wonders if like, you know, if the, if the caller is under the assumption that somebody's impersonating Gary, maybe the caller, you know, he gets Gary on the phone. Gary says, yeah, I'm here. But maybe there's some way voice recognition, voice patterns that the caller is trying to confirm it really is the real Gary and not the impersonator. And that's why he's repeating this question over and over because he kind of is like Mm. he needs to get Gary to say more words, say more sentences 
before he feels like, yeah, that's really the real Gary or something, you know? That That's an interesting approach. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's weird because it's like, you know, part of me always thinks like, okay, is this a hoax? Is this just something they made up? But it's one of the things that really struck me about um, one of the things Gary said in one of his interviews. Apparently, like, this, this whole story was published in a 2018 book by a guy named Justin Bamforth. It was a book called The, mm-hmm. the Spectrum, uh, Glimpses of the Paranormal and Encounters with the Strange. And apparently in the 25 years between the original recordings and the 2018 book, like the only time this whole story got any sort of publicity was on a single episode of Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Hmm. So, and which which to me I think is is interesting because... You know, if these are just some UFO enthusiasts who are trying to hoax something and get famous or get rich, you think it would appear more often over the course course of that 25 years. Like you'd see it show up in the Weekly World News and all sorts of different places, you know? Absolutely. Um, So I thought that that was really interesting from my point of view. Yeah, for sure. So as we kind of start to wrap this up, would you like to get a little bit more cipher action? Yes, please. All right, so... Obviously, I had to put Gary Sudbrink mm. in. So Gary Gary's Gary Sudbrink equals one forty five. Okay, and that also equals have a secret uh, in the east, which admittedly is not the direction that Orion was in, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but we get invisible. Hmm. We get other power. We get presence. Mm. So we're getting some like maybe maybe his doppelganger is invisible sometimes. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, we get there is no law. Oh, jeez. I know, right? And we also get will alienate. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I did uh, keep an eye on the skies. Mm-hmm. So I figured, what the heck? How long are you going to be back from Texas? Mm. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Let's see what that is. It's got to be a big number. 445. Oh. Okay. And we get weird stuff like, I am the blue-lidded daughter of sunset. Blue again. Yeah. Yes. We get blue, blue-lidded, I'm assuming reference to eyeshadow. Mm. Um, uh, hope in other spells. Wisdom says be strong. Huh. <laughs> um, let there be subtlety therein. <laughs> Um, there is a splendor in my name hidden. Hmm. So I would obviously, you know, to make it sound more like English, there is a splendor hidden in my name. Okay. So, um, okay, get this. The eyes of Jesus as he hangs upon the cross. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's a weird one. That's a weird Jeez. one. Now, get this. Yeah. This, I think, might be a big one. Mm. How long are you going to be back from Texas? Yeah has the same value as whosoever disregards this does so at his own risk. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> is the voice not actually asking how long he's going to be back from Texas? He's going, "Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> you are at risk if you do not take my, you know, my recommendation to you seriously." Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and and Lastly, for this one, to worship me, take wine and strange drugs. Oh, jeez. I know. Man. I know. So I figured, okay, what does your being impersonated by the other voice equal? Okay. See, I love playing with the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always starts off slow, and I'm like, eh. 
eh. And then I go further and I go further and I'm like, oh my god, my mind is being blown here. 596. Oh my goodness. Huge value. Huge value. It equals, right? So you're being impersonated by the other voice. All tongues, but always with the original in the writing. Oh. Kind of a weird one. Now get this. And the cube in the circle, come unto me, is a foolish, obviously a foolish something, yeah. but there's our the, cube in the, the circle cube, again. The cube's back, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, get this. It equals, destroy the traitors. I am Rahur Kuit, and I am powerful. Oh my goodness. Dang. Okay. Um, ecstasy to kiss the secret ardors of Hadit the Winged. Huh. Some weird stuff. Okay. Oh, get this. So you're being impersonated by the other voice. Right. Also equals, I am perfect being not, and my number is nine. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Going to get a little weirder still. Okay. It also equals, it is revealed by Iwas, the minister of Hur Parkrat. Whoa. Yeah. But we get an Iwas mention. Yeah, yeah. Um... Now, here we go. Mm. Get this. Mm. It also equals learn the secret that hath not yet been revealed. Oh, there you go. That's that's tonight's episode in a nutshell. Pretty much. Man. Pretty much. Um, now, you remember when we were talking about uh, Hellier and 112 mm. and Ink and Black, one of the things that comes up is I am 49 place. Right, right. So you're being impersonated by the other voice. 596 also equals... To go on to the holier place 49. Oh. I am in a secret fourfold word. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously the 49 is a page number, but yeah. um, there's that place and 49. We even get I am. So 112 is in there somewhere. Okay. Um, but in a secret fourfold word. Hmm. Like, that's just some bizarre stuff. And, and, you know, I, I promise I won't cipher every little thing ever, but even in that fourth call, I feel like there's some stuff that I could go a little deeper on. Mm. But we're already creeping up on an hour <laughs> and a half. Um, I knew that this was not going to be a small mm, mm. episode by any means. But before we move on mm. to our next segment, is there anything else you want to bring up with respect to Gary Sedbrink's experience and his calls? Well, all I got to say is it puts a whole new spin on, there's a really old time famous song with some lyrics, the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. And uh, that it, it just, you know, that's just what's ringing through my head right now. Yeah, I, that's kind of funny because I was thinking of an old, uh, um, an old uh, what telephone company ad. Reach out and touch someone. There, yeah, that too, that too. Um, and that's so funny because I just strangely came across somebody had shared a clip of Pee Wee Herman doing the whole <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas <laughs> right gag when he's on the phone. Yeah, no hey, less. There you go with Dottie. Um, <laughs> everything wow. everything's connected man i don't even know what to tell you 
Don't even know what to tell you. So anyway, folks, we loved it so much in our last incarnation. We had to keep it every month. Yeah, Seb is going to dig in the old-timey newspaper archives to unearth the story of High Strangeness. Seb, what do you have for us this month? Well, Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, from the great state of Maine, we have an article from the Ellsworth American newspaper from January 19th, 1855, going back in time. A wild man in Waldoboro. The following story was handed to the editor by J.W. McHenry. While engaged in chopping wood, I was startled by the most terrific scream. I immediately commenced searching round. I discovered an object about ten rods from me which had the appearance of a miniature human being. The little... <laughs> and using rods as a distance. <laughs> the little creature fled. I gave chase and succeeded in catching it. I took him to my house and tried to induce him to eat some meat, but failed in the attempt. I then offered him some water, of which he drank a small quantity. I, hmm. I next gave him some dried beech nuts, which he cracked and ate readily. He is male, about 18 inches in height, and his limbs are in perfect proportion. With the exception of his face, hands, and feet, he is covered with hair. Whoever may wish to see this strange specimen can gratify their curiosity by calling at my house. Wow. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like Bigfoot, but Tinyfoot. And he got caught. The guy catches him and starts feeding him like a pet. So I don't know. What, I don't know what to do. It's a it's a, it's a really hairy fairy. It's a, oh, it's a really hairy fairy. Eighteen inches. That's, I don't know. That's a little dude. That's a little yeah, dude. So. That is. That's uh, some Vern Troyer size. There. It is. It is. But I thought this was a fun one because you so often find people actually capturing the cryptids and kind of feeding them and having them as pets. I guess I don't know. Kind of interesting that he doesn't want meat. Yeah, so I guess it maybe a pseudo vegetarian or I don't or know, something. something yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Eighteen fifty-five. Wow, it's an old one. That is an old one. Awesome. <sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen, season one, episode one. Here we go. That is our show for this month. You can follow us over on Twitter at Phenomena City. Uh, you can follow me at BusBuddha71, and you can follow Seb at Clan McMuffin. That's right. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to rate and review us as well. Uh, as of course, we want to give plenty of mahalos to Tikiaki Orchestra for letting us use their tunes as our intro and outro music. Go give them a follow uh, on Instagram at Tikiaki. Uh, check out TikiakiOrchestra.com to buy their merch and music, and I I kid you not, folks, if I had some spending money right now, they have got like a travel bag because mm. they've got they've got a uh, like a Pan Am, a vintage Pan Am like throwback Ooh. logo. So you imagine this on a on like a big shoulder bag mm. uh, that's got that vintage style um, and they've got you can actually get um, it looks like a pilot's wings, mm. but it's it's that same logo. And I was just like, oh, my God. Awesome. You guys are killing me with the merch right now. Mm-hmm. It's awesome stuff. But speaking of that. We've got merch. That's right. Brand new. <gasps> Phenomena City Limits. Shirts, hats, totes. I want to double check on stickers because we need to have stickers. Um, and um, it, it's 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 fun. I, I've done one of the designs and then I've adapted um, um, a bit of art that I purchased from a... Um, like a logo company mm. and modify that you'll you'll see a version of that as our uh artwork for the show on whatever feed you're listening to us on um so yeah you can totally go get phenomena city limits merch uh that is up at get ready for this and the link will be in the show notes n-o-t-l-g dot 
spreadshirt.com. Mm. Yeah, Spreadshirt is making it more and more awkward to try and get to their site. Um, so seriously, all new show artwork uh, on all sorts of stuff. Get yourself a sweatshirt, grab a hat, and we've got more stuff coming. I've got another design that I'm working on. Um, if you also want to throw some cash our way to keep the hosting going, uh, we would totally appreciate that. You can do that over at patreon.com slash NFTLG. That's it for us this month. We will catch you next month. And in the meantime, like we said last time, have to find something weird. Good night. Good night, folks. Keep an eye on the sky, he said.